0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best of the Left podcast. As Jay mentioned in the last show, my name is Billy, and I'm podcasting from the wet yet beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm happy to present you today with the first 100% listener-created Best of the Left podcast. Even the artwork for this episode was custom-made for this episode, by a listener named Jim, who contacted me via YouTube and told me about his website, which I then went to and checked out some of uh, his artwork and thought it was really, really cool. So uh, I asked him if he'd be interested in doing the ID3 art for a future uh, episode of Best of the Left, and he happily said yes. So if you're listening to this show in iTunes. Um, or on your iPod or from the Flash Player on our website, you'll be able to see uh, Jim's artwork. So, thank you very much, Jim, for that. Oh, and uh, if you like his stuff and want to see more of his stuff, um, you can go to his website at punditfight.com which I think is still under construction, but he does have links to his Uh, Blogger and his MySpace pages there, so check that out, and I'll put a link to uh, his website in the show notes for this episode. We have a bunch of really great audio for you today, uh, including clips from Democracy Now, Bill Maher, the now classic audio from the Wolf Blitzer Michael Moore smackdown on CNN's The Situation Room. Uh, Keith Oberman and the Colbert Report. So let's get right into it.
1: And as we return to our interview with Academy Award-winning filmmaker Michael Moore, his new film, Sicko, is being released in thousands of theaters next week. I asked Michael about the United States being ranked 37th in the world for its quality of health care.
2: Yes, we're behind Costa Rica, uh, but ahead of Slovenia. And um, uh, that's according to the World Health Organization. It's uh, um, uh, pretty pathetic when the richest country on earth is ranked number 37.
1: Michael Moore, you look at three, really four places. France, Britain, Cuba, you spend time in, and then you go visit your relatives in Canada. Yes. Talk about these places and what each one has. You talk to, for example, Tony Benn, the parliamentarian, yes, the MP yes. in, in Britain. Talk about what they have and how they originated. Then we'll talk about how we got what we have here.
2: Okay. Well, the Canadians, uh, they, have a, they have a very good system uh, that uh, covers everyone, and um, uh, the people are very happy with it. Uh, 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 basically uh, you you pay for nothing uh, the dot you choose your own doctor you need to go to the hospital you choose your own hospitals so there's freedom of choice and and uh, um, you know you'll hear the critics of the Canadian system here talk about all oh, the Canadians you have to wait in line you know before you can get a knee replacement you have to wait x number of weeks you know where you don't have to wait in America and you know when I hear that I think well, that's what you do when you when you have to share the pie uh, sometimes you have to wait uh... you know it's like i guess that's not in our american mentality where you know to, to wait uh... you know no, i want, I want it now <laughs> well you know sometimes when you like i said when you're sharing the pie you get the first slice you don't have to wait sometimes you get the third slice sometimes you get the last slice but the important thing to remember is everyone gets a slice that's not the way it is uh... here in this country Now, the british system is really uh, government-owned in the sense that the government owns and runs the hospitals. The government uh, employs the doctors, uh, um, and so they work for the government. So it's it's a it's very much a government-owned and run and controlled uh, program uh, in Britain. And again, um, you know everything is free, and and uh, you see the hospitals in the film. People are very happy with it. Uh, uh, and, you know, and if, if you know anybody that's ever traveled to these countries that's had an experience of go, having to go into a Canadian hospital or a British hospital, I mean, like the one woman says in the film, you know, she thought it was going to be some dingy, horrible, you know, like out of a Dickens novel or, the, you know, the old Soviet Union or something. And she went in there and was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, France, though, is probably, if not the best, near the best uh, of what we saw. I mean, uh,
1: still on Britain. Yeah, I want to yeah. just play a clip.
2: This guy broke his ankle. Uh, how much will this cost him? You know, have some huge bills
0: when he's done, right? Yeah, NHS everything is free.
2: I'm asking about hospital charges. Yeah. and You're laughing. Even with insurance, there's bound to be a bill somewhere. What'd they charge you for that baby? none. Everything's on the NHS It's not America.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so uh, this is where people come to pay their bill when they're done staying in the hospital. No, this is the NHS hospital, so you don't pay the bill. Why does it say cashier here if people don't have to pay a bill? Those who have reduced means get their travel expenses reimbursed. So in British hospitals, instead of money going into the cashier's window, money comes out. Yeah, they, they look at me like I'm from Mars when I'm asking the Brits, you know, how much they, they you know, paid for, you know, this, that, or, or whatever.
1: We're talking to Michael Moore. Let's talk about how we arrived at the system we did in this country.
2: Well, uh, you know, my grandfather was a country doctor, actually. Uh, he was from Canada. Uh, he went to medical school in the late 1800s, uh, which was a year then. Um, You know, pretty much what they knew uh, back then. They could teach it in a year. And uh, so the little village uh, uh, where, you know, I was raised, uh, because my mom was from there too, because he was there, and, uh, you know, he was paid with eggs and milk and chickens and things like that. Uh, He didn't do it to make any big money. They didn't make big money then. They were comfortable, uh, the local doctor but they weren't the rich man in the community. Um, we got away from the concept of, of treating people because it was the right thing to do. Um, the um, uh, The nuns uh, ran the hospital that I was born in. The nuns weren't doing this uh, to turn profit and invest in Wall Street. <laughs> you know, I mean, they did it because they thought that was their duty to serve God and serve mankind by opening hospitals and delivering babies. Uh, we're a long ways from that now. Uh, somewhere we let profit and greed enter into this. And in the film, I, I, I peg a, a certain date when the HMOs really got their start. And I got very lucky. I, I had the, uh, a 23-year-old uh, researcher in my office who worked on the film. Uh, who is actually uh, uh, someone, I, I believe, that was recommended by uh, Jeremy uh, Scahill. Uh, so, so there's a democracy now connection to this moment in the <laughs> movie. Uh, but he found this uh, Watergate tape. It has nothing to do with Watergate. It's one of the Nixon tapes at the archives, National Archives, where Nixon and Ehrlichman are discussing whether or not to support this HMO concept and Ehrlichman says to, to Nixon, uh, you're gonna love this because um, yeah, this is private enterprise. This isn't like some freebie thing. And Nixon goes, oh, I like that, well, tell me about it. And then Ehrlichman says, uh, well, this is, how they, this is how it's gonna work, these HMOs. They're gonna make more money by providing less care. The less care they give them, the patients, the more money the company makes. And Nixon goes, ooh,
1: <laughs> not bad. And it's all there on tape. Right? And they're talking about Kaiser Permanente, and, he, and Nixon says yes. he met Kaiser.
2: Yes, he ex- yes. Brought, him Kaiser, to yes. It. brought him in explain it. Yes, brought him to explain the whole thing and the whole how the scheme would work. And and Ehrlichman and Nixon are just kind of rubbing their hands, going, "Oh, this is uh, this is great." And uh, and the very next day, Nixon announces his new health care program, which is of course going to include these HMOs that Kaiser Permanente wanted to uh, have included. And uh, and there it begins, and and uh, and it's all in the in the movie. And so it's, it's I, you know when, when he uh, when George first uh, brought this in, uh, I I thought, uh, um, uh, boy, uh, uh, <laughs> do all roads lead back to Nixon? <laughs> I mean. It just—I I know we, we we lay a lot of stuff at Nixon's feet, but the HMOs too. I mean, is he ultimately responsible for this modern-day profit-greedy mess that we're in? And the answer is yes. And uh, these health insurance companies are—they're just—they're the Halliburtons of of their of of the health industry. I mean, they really—they uh, get away with murder. Uh, they charge whatever they want. There's no government control. And uh, frankly, we will not really fix our system until we remove these private insurance companies. I mean, they literally have to be eliminated. They cannot be allowed to exist in this country.
4: All but first, he is the Oscar-winning director and the most successful documentary filmmaker in history. His latest is Sicko. Appearing in his first live interview in two and a half years, my friend Michael Moore. Michael... (laughs) I guess they remember who you are, Mike. So <laughs> thank you for that. I have to tell you, I watched your film this afternoon in my office, and uh, I think the most overused word <laughs> in America is amazing. Everything in this country is amazing, but this film is amazing. <laughs> I have to join the crowd on this one. It's real. I think it is your best yet. It's it's funny. It it's it's important. Uh, it gets at something which I think is. I know when you were making this, you told me is so important to you. Even Fox News said it was brilliant and uplifting. Now, Mike, the right wing still <laughs> hates you, don't they? Yeah,
2: I haven't quite recovered uh, from that comment yet uh, from Fox News. How did, how did you
4: I, win over Fox News?
2: You know, I, I, we uh, it premiered in uh, in Cannes uh, this uh, past week, and uh, there were a lot of Americans in the audience. And in fact, uh, afterwards, a couple of Republicans came up to me and and uh, shook my hand and, and thanked me for making the film. And one of them uh, started tearing up. And I, I, I thought, geez, I, <laughs> I've made a film that, uh, that some of them, I think, uh, will listen to. And uh, I, I, I was uh, very pleased to, to see that happen. Um, and
4: I think maybe what it is is that uh, this is not just a film... It's not primarily a film about the 50 million people who have no health insurance. It's really more about the people who have health insurance and think they're covered and then find out when they get sick that they're screwed, right?
2: That's right. It's about how the health insurance uh, industry uh, uh, essentially uh, is running a racket. And, And because they have to maximize profits for their shareholders, the only way that they can do that is by screwing their clients. Uh, trying to deny them coverage, uh, kicking them off the rolls, uh, uh, not paying doctors uh, 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 claims that are sent in, a whole bunch of things that they do that make uh, life miserable for so many people. And between them and the pharmaceutical companies who are just ripping everybody off right and left, uh, uh, these two industries uh, are essentially the vehicle uh, in this film that I, I use to tell the maybe a a larger story about who we are as Americans and why are we the only Western industrialized country that doesn't have free universal health coverage. It's absolutely uh, insane, I think.
4: (laughs) And and you... uh... And I I think think the difference between this movie and Fahrenheit 9-11 is that, in a way, you could say Fahrenheit 9-11, you know, didn't do what it wanted to do because bush got re-elected uh but i think this movie will rally people to this cause i think this cause needs just this one thing to push it over the edge and they say profits sometimes aren't heard in their lifetime but i think on this one you might be
2: well well it's uh <laughs> i know it's kind of a rough go uh, for me basically usually when i make a movie it I made one about General Motors about 17 years ago, and uh, and, and, I, and and that film said now. that.
3: <laughs> yeah. It,
2: it, yeah, but it took uh, it took 17 years, and at the time, you know, people uh, didn't listen and thought, how could you attack General Motors? Uh, they can do no wrong. And then, you know, I made Bowling for Columbine and and uh, tried to warn people about the easy access to guns and uh, school shootings. Uh, but, well, thank you for that, but, but, but here we just suffered through another tragic uh, school shooting. Uh, and then, of course, Fahrenheit, uh, where I went out on a limb and suggested that maybe we were sent to war for false uh, reasons. And um, at the time, it uh, uh, took a lot for that, too. A lot of grief uh, for that film. And uh, uh, so I'm hoping with this movie that uh, maybe I can catch a break. And, uh, and people will uh, not just uh, weep on me so quickly and, and say, you know, well, maybe uh, we should uh, at least listen to them this time. Uh, uh, and, and, I, and I think just from the, the few screenings that we've had, I can tell that the audiences understand one basic thing, that illness, uh, uh, illness and sickness uh, doesn't know any kind of political stripe. Uh, this affects Democrats and Republicans, and we've got a huge greedy industry uh, in this country, uh, and there should be no room for greed when we're talking about people's health. And that has to be removed, we've got to get rid of these profits-making uh, insurance uh, companies.
4: I, I mean, I, I agree with all that, but it also has to be said that, um, at least in my view, people the human body is, is pretty amazing. It doesn't get sick usually for no reason. I mean, there's some genetic stuff that can get to you, but basically, people are sick in this country because they're poisoned. The environment is a poisoning factor. Right. But also, we got to say, they poison themselves. They eat shit. Right. People eat that's shit, right. and that's... Uh, to, right. to my way of thinking, about 90% of why people are sick is because they eat shit. Right. Well, would you agree? That's right. Uh, not
2: 90%, but I would say that uh, people who are certainly young, or young adults, or even middle-aged people, uh, uh, if they took better care of themselves, I mean, you're looking at somebody right now that, uh, while I was making this film, actually, I, I, I said to myself, you know, this is kind of hypocritical. You're making a movie about health care, and you're not even taking care of your own health.
4: You look and, a lot better. Uh, I, I thought that well, was Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: oh, man, poor Ben. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, but, well, what I did was I said, you know, I, I'm going to participate, and I mean, I didn't, this isn't in the movie, but I guess you see it in the movie, because I'm a little different, because I decided uh, one way to beat the system is uh, take care of yourself, and I found that just by going for a walk uh, uh, 30 minutes a day, and I discovered these uh, things uh, called uh, fruits and vegetables, which are uh, amazing. Um, uh, <laughs> but it's not. But it's not. You don't have to do a lot. And I, especially, I would say this to guys like me from the Midwest. Uh, you, uh, you know, we're never going to go on a diet or join an aerobics class or whatever. But but if you just moved around a little bit, uh, turned the TV off, <laughs> and uh, ate a few things differently, uh, you could avoid. Uh, the nightmare that awaits so many people when you enter the health care system in this country. It's, uh, I mean, uh, we're, as you pointed out a couple weeks ago, we're, we're behind Costa Rica uh, yeah. uh, in, in, in health care. We're just ahead of Slovenia. And uh, that's, that should be an embarrassment to, to most Americans.
4: All right. Final question. you, you are, I know you follow uh, the race very carefully. Do you have a candidate picked out for 2008? No, uh,
2: I don't. Uh, uh, I, I, but I would say that there is someone who isn't running yet. Uh, someone uh, who, <laughs> who's, who's been who's Mike, been I'm right not about...
4: going to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I smoked too much uh, dope. I could never get elected. I know. <laughs> but but thank well, you. Thank you very much. Uh,
2: I, 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 and, and you also don't have a Tennessee accent. And I'm not referring to uh, Oh, I to see Thompson. what you're saying. Al Gore. Uh, well, we're going to talk think, about him. Yeah, yeah I think, uh, I, I really hope he gets into this race uh, because uh, not only because he's been right about global warming, he's been right about the health care issues, uh, he was right about the war in Iraq. Before it began, he was out there on yeah. the limb saying those things uh, that the other candidates now are trying to catch up to. but uh, But I also think the country maybe would like... Uh, perhaps a moment of redemption to right the wrong that happened uh, uh, six years
5: ago. And uh, I can't think of a better way.
4: Michael, I know you had a lot of choices to do your first interview after two and a half years. I really appreciate that you chose us. I think that makes quite a statement. You are a true— Well, and thank
2: you, Bill. Thank you for your show and what you've done. okay. And and, uh, you've got
4: us all thinking about the But you are a true (laughs) tribune of the people, and we love you. Michael Moore, everybody. Turtle
6: oh, 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 oh.
0: This show is produced with the help of the members of the Best of the Left community, you too can be a part of the show, and we would love your help. You can submit information about great clips you've heard, volunteer to help edit these clips for the show, or actually become an occasional guest producer. For more information, please visit the community at bestoftheleftpodcast.com.
6: Feels like i just given up. Sometimes I don't wake up at all I had a dream oh, got a too. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Tell talk about the American who um, gave the finger to uh, his health insurance company. I mean, gave his finger.
2: Oh, literally, literally the finger. This is Rick.
0: Uh, I was ripping a piece of wood, and I grabbed it right here, and it hit a knot.
2: He sawed off the so tops went, of two I, of his fingers. I it and it just zipped, and it was that quick. His first thought? I don't have insurance. How much is this going to cost? The hospital gave him a choice. Reattach the middle finger for $60,000, or do the ring finger for 12000 Being a hopeless romantic, Rick chose the ring finger for the bargain price of 12 grand. The top of his middle finger now enjoys its new home in an Oregon landfill.
0: I can do that thing where, you know, the the old man used to like pull the finger off.
2: (laughs) I mean, if he lived a few hours north in Canada, that question would never be asked of him. He would never have to make that decision. Uh, And in fact, later in the film, we show a Canadian who has five fingers sawed off and he gets them all reattached immediately, and it doesn't cost him a thing. And, uh, but it's one of many examples of this kind of ironic situation that we live in the wealthiest country on earth, and, and yet people have to go through this.
1: Why don't people understand in this country what is offered in other places and that this situation isn't a natural, you know, just the way things should be, that there is a way to change? What is it about the way the government and the media and the insurance companies work that keeps people so so isolated from alternatives?
2: Uh, it's an enforced ignorance. It's, keep, it's called keeping the American people stupid, uh, whether it's our educational system or whether it's the mainstream media. It's all about making sure people don't know what's going on in other countries. We know nothing about the rest of the world. I mean, until recently when they said if you travel to Canada or Mexico, you had to have a passport. Until then, it was... plus didn't even have a passport in this country. Uh, So people don't travel. uh, They don't know much. Uh, I point out in the film that uh, our high school graduates, uh, um, when asked where where Great Britain is on the globe, 65% couldn't find it. 65% couldn't find Great Britain on the globe. 11% couldn't find the United States on the globe. 11% of 18 to 25 year olds, according to National Geographic. It's like, okay, (laughs) you know, we have a problem in this country. We don't want to know about the rest of the world. And, uh, I mean, ask ask most Americans who the Prime Minister of Canada is. I mean, seriously, and I don't mean, and I'm not saying this, you know, let's go ask a bunch of dumb hicks out in, you know, whereverville. I'm saying if I just looked around this room right now and asked this crew, which I would say this is a a more aware crew of, of people who... You know, follow the news and, you know, they work with you. But, uh, you know, is there anybody that can tell me? Can, do you know the Prime Minister of Canada? Harper. Whoa, that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even ask the Canadian here.
2: Uh, no, I was avoiding the Canadian's <laughs> eyes. Don't ever look directly in the eyes of the Canadians, by the way. Okay. No, but, but I'm sure But anybody listening to this on the radio or watching this on TV right now who's just sitting there, we're probably going... Oh, you know, we don't really, most Americans don't know who lives uh, next door to, the, to us. And, and uh, so if they don't know simple things like that, uh, they, don't, they don't know about their health care system. And what we do know about it are all the lies we've been told about the Canadians and the Brits and the French.
1: You do talk about Hillary Clinton and what she tried to do under Bill Clinton as president. Explain what she attempted
2: well, I think she attempted a very brave thing 14 years ago. Uh, she came in and said there should be health care for all. There should be no pre-existing conditions. Everyone's covered, no matter what you make, what job you have, or whatever. It was a very bold move on her part, and um, uh, and she was destroyed as a result of it. I mean, they, they put out, uh, I think, well over $100 million to fight her.
1: And yet, the insurance. big insurance companies liked it because she wanted to preserve the big five. And others said if she had gotten rid of the insurance companies altogether, single payer, it would have been more clearly explainable to the American. And
2: that people. was her flaw that it, that she didn't go the whole the whole hog, the whole nine yards of what needed to happen with this. I mean, it was the same problem, really. And I mean, just just to give you another example, this is where the Democrats, you know, it's like you want to go in there sometimes with a drill. And get, the, get their think, because they kind of their heart is kind of on the right track. You know, it's kind of like I think Hillary's heart's in the right place. You know, she wants all Americans covered, but hey, we can't really get rid of the insurance company, so let's try and work out a little deal, kind of like what Edwards is proposing now. But it's it's like Al Gore with the 2000 election. You know, instead of asking for all of Florida to be recounted, which he would have won then you know they only wanted to recount the democratic counties where they thought they'd get their votes and it was like you know it's like come on you know why do you only do they take these half-step measures and and we're all the worse for it so so but to jump ahead here with Hillary uh, you know she is now or at least last year uh, in last year's Congress was the second largest recipient of health industry uh, money next to Rick Santorum he's gone now so she may be number one at this point. For all I know, it's very sad to see that that she's very much uh, they're into her pocket and she's into their pocket, and and uh, I don't I don't expect much from her.
1: Are there presidential candidates that you do feel are putting forward a, an alternative?
2: Well, yes. I mean, there's. Well, first of all, nobody's being very specific, other than Edwards, uh, uh, in terms of an actual plan, and his isn't is not a good plan. Um, you know I don't Obama's plan is is not as specific and certainly it, it's full of the same flaws that the Edwards and the Hillary old plan had. Uh, Kucinich has is closest to the right idea uh, and and of course he keeps you know saying you know nonprofit or whatever but I, I'd like to I, I kind of don't want to use that word anymore and I wish that Dennis wouldn't use that because Kaiser, uh, Permanent is a nonprofit Blue Cross is a non nonprofit in
1: fact, the Sacramento Bee that criticized you said don 't you understand that Kaiser Permanente is a profit So oh, why say, say this is a for profit industry
2: Well no well yeah, right yeah it 's not just the for profit that 's why I, I say that, that essentially you don 't want any private uh, insurance companies involved, and that whether they 're for profit or nonprofit because but what I say profit, you have these huge nonprofits that are go under the guise of non-profit, but they're all about profit. They're all about uh, making money uh, for themselves and for their executives, and, and what they make is, is obscene. And so I favor the removal of all private uh, insurance companies. I don't know if Kucinich uh, goes that far. I don't, I don't know really... Uh, if any of the legislation that I've read goes that far, because they all have a component where they they will allow the private insurance companies to still be involved.
1: So you're talking about single payer? Yes. Do you see a distinction between single payer and universal coverage?
2: Well, uh, well, yes, of course there's a distinction because, first of all, let me tell you, l- l- they're all going to say universal coverage. By the time of the ele- election, by the primaries, I'm sure all the Democrats are going to be using that word, universal coverage for everyone, coverage for everyone. Listen, a lot of their plans, what all they're going to do is they're going to take our tax dollars and put them into the pockets of these insurance companies. We need to cut out the middleman here. The government can run this program. Uh, they, uh, they do it quite well... <laughs> In these other countries. Uh, you know, if you take the, the top 25 countries, and, and if we were the only one not doing something of the 25, uh, are we trying to say that the other 24 is just screwing up and we're, we're, the, we're, the, we're the smart ones here? I don't think so. I think it's, you take a country like Canada, their overhead, their administrative cost to run their national program takes up about 1.7% of their whole budget. Uh, The average uh, insurance company in this country will spend anywhere from 15 to 30% on overhead, administrative costs, uh, paperwork, bureaucracy. Uh, That can be brought way down when when the government does it. But of course, the Republicans and even some of the Democrats have done a good job convincing the American people that government is bad, government will just mess it up. And as Al Franken said a few weeks ago, I heard him say, they they run on that platform of the government is bad, we'll mess things up, then get elected and spend the next four years proving themselves right.
5: Inside today at the edge of the future, and my dreams all fade away. I have burned my tomorrow, and I stand inside today at the edge of the future. And my dreams all fade away
3: Michael Moore is joining us now from Detroit Michael thanks very much for coming in uh, you want to respond well, to all, you, you yeah, want to respond well, to anything yeah, well, we just heard yeah I'd like about 10
2: minutes to respond to well, well, give, uh, us, what what a, give was us a said. couple headlines uh,
3: what you'd like to say
2: I don't talk in sound bites. So uh, that 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 report was so biased. I can't imagine uh, what pharmaceutical company ads coming up right after our break here. But uh, you know, why don't you tell the truth to the American people? I mean, I wish that CNN and the other mainstream media would just for once tell the truth. About what's going on in this country, whether it's with healthcare—I don't care what it is. I mean, you guys have such a poor track record, and for me to come on here and have to listen to that kind of crap—I mean, seriously—I haven't been on your show now for three years. The last time I was on, you'd ran a similar piece about Fahrenheit 9/11, saying, "Oh, this can't be true." What he's saying about the war, how it's going to be a quagmire, the weapons of mass destruction—you know—and I, I, why don't you start off actually with my first appearance back here on your show? in 3 years and and maybe apologize to me uh, for saying that 3 years ago because it turned out everything I said in Fahrenheit was true everything's come to happen everything I said I mean I was I took you in that film to Walter Reed Hospital and it took three years before you or any of the rest of the mainstream media would go to Walter Reed Hospital and see what was happening to our troops. So for me to have to sit here and listen again to more crap about socialized medicine or how the Canadians have it, you know, worse than us and all this, all the statistics show that we have a far worse uh, uh, health care than these other industrialized countries. We're the only ones uh, that don't have it, free and universal and you know there's a there's a you said that uh... germany was the only one that uh... uh... was better than us in terms of wait times the commonwealth fund last year showed of the top six countries uh... we were second to last next to canada uh... it showed that britain for instance, uh, 71% of the British public, when they call to see a doctor, get to see the doctor that day or the next day. It's 69% well, in Germany, it's 66% in Australia. And you're the ones who are fudging the facts. You fudged the facts to the American people now for I don't know how long about this issue, about the war. And I'm just curious when are you going to just stand there and apologize? to the american people for not bringing the truth to them that isn't sponsored by some major corporation i mean i'll sit here for as long as it takes right, well, if you can do that just for just to me. be
3: in fairness we have a lot of commercials for Sico that we've been running on cnn as well so uh... so you know we 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 have commercials this is a this is a business obviously but let's talk a little bit about one you of the... you have a criti- nightly
2: you have a nightly medical report you have uh, something called the daily dose i watch cnn you have it every day the daily dose sponsored by fill in the blank and you are you are funded by these people day in and day out don't even compare that
3: to my movie being out for a couple well, of weeks i, or a I would, of I would say that
2: ads for 15 seconds i don't
3: know if you're familiar with <laughs> dr doc- I, fam- no, 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 I don't know if you're familiar with dr sanjay gupta's record but i i would stack <laughs> up his record on medical issues with virtually anyone in the business
2: all right so so when i when i now put on my website as i will do tonight how his facts were wrong about the $7,000 that we spend—it's actually—I've read one report now—it's even more than $7,000 that we spend per person each year in this country. Uh, I'm going to put the real facts up there on my website so people can see what he just said was absolutely well, wrong. If,
3: if we get that confirmed, obviously we'll correct the record, uh, Sanjay. But I'm just saying, oh, you will. Some, Good. Obviously, Sanjay Gupta uh, is, is not, only a, <laughs> a, not only a doctor and a neurosurgeon, but he's also an excellent, excellent mm. journalist. Uh, uh, look, I saw the. Yeah. F- Film, yes. and, and, and it's a powerful, yeah. I saw, powerful...
2: I saw, I saw Dr. Sanjay Gupta over there, embedded with the troops at the beginning of the war. He and the others of you, in the mainstream media, refused to ask our leaders the hard questions and demand the honest answers, and that's why we're in this war. We're in the fifth year of this war, because you and CNN, Dr. Gupta, you didn't do your jobs back then, and now here we are in this mess. What if you'd actually done the job on that? That's why anybody who hears anything of what you say now about... Uh, universal health care should question what you're saying what you're putting out there you didn't do the job force with the war you're not doing it with this issue and i, I just
3: i just wonder when the american people are going to turn off their tv sets and quit listening to this stuff sanjay gupta did an excellent job covering that war he was with the the navy's medical doctors and he went in and risked his life and he actually started to perform some neurosurgery you on have the to scene. It was, questions. it questions look why look, are we here that's the that's the question why are we here in this war
2: where's the weapons of mass destruction well, why but, didn't you? Why what did it? Why did it take you so long, Wolf, to finally take on Vice President Cheney? It took you to 2007 those, before you made the man. Those, mad are, at those you. are fair I questions. I <laughs> four but, years. Look,
3: let's talk a Where little. Who are you? <laughs> let's talk about Sicko. You, that, that's the film that uh, you're here oh, to talk yeah, about. Let's forget that. Uh, there's plenty. Yeah, of, okay. There's plenty to talk about the war. There's plenty to talk about, about just... with Sicko. Let's, let's I just try.
2: haven't seen you in three years, so I was just well, wondering we've how you felt you, after three we've been, we've, years of not
3: seeing me. Michael. After you trashed Fahrenheit, uh, after you trashed Fahrenheit and said I was wrong about oh yeah, this war was. We've come invited on, I'm just you, for an Michael. We've invited you on numerous occasions. Unfortunately, you've declined our invitations over these past three years. But there have been plenty of times we've asked you to come on the show, and plenty of times you've declined. Really? Which is, which is of course, and, you're and right. you wanted to. Uh, Apologized? Why, why did no, you? No, want we to wanted talk to, to you? interview you. That's what we do on, the, on television. Uh, let, let's talk well, about. You do to apologize to me. Maybe just apologize to the American people
2: and to the families of the troops. you not doing here, your job. Here's a question. Four years ago, we wouldn't be in this war. if You've done your job. Come on, the, just admit it. Just which apologize which to of the, the American people.
3: Which of the presidential <laughs> candidates who are out there right now do you think would do the best job fixing the nation's health care system?
2: Well. The Democrats have to be asked some very specific questions. Too many of them are saying, uh, well, they're for health care for all people. Uh, Very few of them are being as specific as Mr. Kucinich is and saying, well, I support the Conyers bill in Congress, H.R. 676. That's what we need to hear. And I'd like to hear what these other Democratic candidates are going to say and do in specifics in removing the private insurance companies from the equation. We shouldn't
3: have profit involved when we talk about taking care of people's health. Is there a candidate, though, you think... Is Dennis Kucinich your candidate? Who do you think? I know that in the film no, you go after I'm Hillary a, Clinton no, uh, and, and, and you know, you're know you very, very bipartisan in your criticism in the film, Democrats and Republicans.
2: Yeah, uh, well, yeah. when you say I go after her, let's be clear. I mean, I actually think she did a very brave thing to try and address this issue 14 years ago. Uh, and, and they stopped her cold. Uh, they went after her with the same kind of you know, trash pieces I just had to watch. Uh, and and so that stopped her, and now we've had to suffer through 14 more years of having no universal health care in this country. Our own government admits that because the 47 million who aren't insured, uh, we now have about 18,000 people a year that die in this country simply because they don't have health insurance. Uh, that's six 9-11s every single year, and if you times that by 14, uh, since Mrs. Clinton uh, was uh, unceremoniously uh, removed from the, the, uh, the agenda here. She hasn't been able to talk about this. She ha- is, hasn't really put forth her specific plan. I'm hoping that uh, the people who have gone to my movie, the people that are concerned about this issue, will write to Mrs. Clinton and say, please. Universal health care that's free for everyone who lives in this country. It'll cost us less than what we're spending now, lining the pockets of these private health insurance companies, of these pharmaceutical companies. So there's still a chance to have some, I think, effect on uh, people like her. And, of course, there's one candidate who isn't even in the race yet. Uh, I don't know if he ever will be, but he was right about the war before it began, uh, unlike CNN. Did I, did I mention that? You did. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And
3: he's, he's right about global warming, and he's right on this issue, too. Al so, Gore. All right, uh, uh, the I'm Democrats, not, by I, and large, most of them support some sort of major health reform, including universal health care, which is what you support. I want you to listen to what Rudy Giuliani, the Republican frontrunner, said at the Republican debate that I hosted up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Listen to this.
5: Okay. Free market principles are the only things that reduce costs and improve quality. Socialized medicine will ruin medicine in the United States.
3: All right, what do you say to uh, Mayor Giuliani? Uh, So he's saying that he hates Medicare? He's saying socialized medicine medicine will ruin medicine in the United States.
2: (laughs) Ask a doctor if they'd rather have a Medicare patient or somebody who's got a lousy HMO. Because they know at least Medicare, will the government will pay them send them a check and not have to fight an hour on the phone uh... just to get the fifteen dollar office visit paid for i mean seriously we we have one of the largest socialized medicine systems in this country Uh, it's called medicare medicaid and uh... and while it's underfunded and too much of the control of it has been handed over to private companies uh... we've already proven that we can do things like that and social security and other things very well so uh... i I hope that he wasn't uh... attacking uh... help for senior citizens because that's what it sounded
3: like to me. I got a whole bunch of questions. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But if you stick around, we're out if, of time. If you stick around, we're going to do some you in more. will see in three years. <laughs> no, no, no. Stick around. We'll tape some more. We'll run it tomorrow. We want to make sure you get your chance.
2: Oh no! To oh no! We see that's the deal, Wolf. There's no taping with me, as you know. Uh, it's rare that they put me on live, and and to your credit, uh, uh, thank you for doing that. And you can see why uh, they generally don't like to have me on live uh, because um, you know a lot of that would have been cut out. Well, so no, no. If Thank we, if you if we for could having me. It, on. It will, I really appreciate we're, it. We're
3: not going to cut a second of it out uh, if you want to tape something. We'll run it
2: unedited. And we'll run okay. it unedited, and and people, uh, and people and, can go to my. People, People can go to your website, there's a free country, find out they, the, they can find the out the facts, facts whatever about it is. Dr. Sanjay Gupta, they can find out about his facts, right? We can find that
7: out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Michael Moore, thanks very much.
6: Missed targets, yeah, like big structures with red crosses painted on top of them, and Wolf Blitzer, he knows his shit, holding a script straight from the State Department. This shot of a bomb drop has been brought to you by Coke, and for Christmas the Afghans will all get a soda. The sky are showing Slight relief And the children are showing Signs of diseases And the skies are streaking jet stream. This means business Sorry, sorry This means war Flip the oil sources Restore your freedoms It's peace accord Or the beast will beat you Some more I've oil account bouncing I've seen a man of dollars Promo, promote slaughter While I envelops the whole earth Millions screaming in frequencies unheard Yeah I swear to God it might sound Ain't it a lot like Nazi Germany? Yeah, might sound a little bit disturbing, but Ain't it a lot like Nazi Germany? Shit's oh, I got your loving boy.
3: Michael Moore lashing out at the news media in general, CNN in particular, in a passionate sometimes heated interview right here in the Situation Room on uh, yesterday. We talked about his new film, Sicko, taking a critical look at the U.S. healthcare system and getting some criticism in turn. Moore was uh, clearly fired up and had lots uh, more to say, so we kept the cameras rolling. Here's part two, unedited, of that interview. And joining us now, Michael Moore, the documentary entitled Sicko. Michael, thanks for sticking around. Uh, we had part one of the interview yesterday. This is part two. Let's go through some of the criticisms of the film *Sicco*, because I want to give you to give a chance. I want to give you a chance to respond yeah. to the critics. Sure. Here's, here's Wolf. Well, can we all? Can we? Can we just point out though first yeah. that that
2: uh, even though this is today and we're saying it's part two, we're actually we actually taped this yesterday because I don't want people to think I slept in these clothes. No. Okay. That's and, you fair know, didn't enough. Didn't change we, for we, you. We, yeah. we
3: taped it after the first part, and we're going to run this interview uh, as is. We're not going to edit it. We're not going to cut it up or anything like that. Okay. Good. Uh, uh, all right, so let's talk all right. about. One of, the, one of the criticisms, and you've heard it, is that you've taken the best of the Canadian system, the best of the British system, the French system, the best of the Cuban system, and highlighted that in the film, and you've really taken the worst of the American system and highlighted that. Uh, is that a fair criticism?
2: <laughs> well, first of all, when you're trying to find a better system, uh, uh, you would actually look for the best things in those other systems. Uh, so that's what I went and did. Because uh, all we've heard about for how many years is, you know, all the bad things about the Canadian system, all the bad things about the British system, I mean really, I think if you went through your own archives here at CNN, I'd be, I'd be thrilled to see if there was a piece in the past that said, look how great the, the Canadian system is here, or look, look at the French system and how they take care of their people, not just with health care, but free college, uh, low cost daycare, et cetera." Et cetera. So um, we don't usually see those stories on our American media about what they're doing right. And so I thought, wouldn't this be a good idea for me to be the balanced one, to provide the balance that the American people haven't received through their media. And so in this film, you get to see Canada the way it's never been shown, and France and Britain. And you learn how they are doing so many things that are right. Yes. Are there problems with their systems? Absolutely. There's flaws in in any system that's run by human beings. But we know what those are. We've heard a lot about them. I want to know what's good about them because we need to fix our system here. And let me tell you, I didn't have to go very far to show just how bad the system is here. I think just about any one of your viewers can tell you a story that they've had with the health care system or a story that the family member or a neighbor has had I mean this is so predominant throughout the country people hate their HMOs they hate this lousy system doctors
3: hate it doctors are demoralized and and it has to be fixed and, and one of the most powerful uh, parts of the film right at the beginning of the film when you make the point this is not a film about those forty or fifty million Americans who don't have health insurance this is a film about the 250 million Americans who do have health insurance. Another powerful part was when you took those 9-11 rescue workers to Cuba and they got some treatment there. It was a very emotional uh, ending to the film. Uh, What is the latest on the U.S. government's uh, complaints, if there are serious complaints that you broke the law by A, going to Cuba, and B, that those three rescue workers may have violated the law by going with you uh, to Havana? Well,
2: first of all, the law says that you can go to Cuba for journalistic endeavors. That's what this is. It's a nonfiction film. It's a work of journalism. So whatever trouble the Bush administration is trying to cause uh, is they're just using their uh, federal uh, agency uh, uh, for political purposes. That's not unusual for them. Uh, I accept that that, that's how they behave and uh, we'll deal with them and I'm not worried about it. Uh, For them to think about going after the 9-11 rescue workers, who received treatment down there. Um, I just can't imagine that they would do something uh, as crass and and uh, and uh, disgusting as that. So let's hope that that uh, doesn't happen because they were able to get uh, care down there from the Cuban doctors uh, that they weren't able to get here in our own country. And of course the reason we went there wasn't to go to Cuba. Uh, it was, if you've seen the movie, it was to go to Guantanamo Bay uh, which is American soil there on the Cuban island. We went there because we found out that the people, Al Qaeda detainees, or those who are accused of being uh, Al Qaeda, there in Gitmo, uh, get better care than the 9/11 responders uh, who ran down there to save lives. And it just made no sense to me, so I just wanted to take the rescue workers down to Gitmo to get the same care and, that were uh, giving. And, and al-Qaeda. I said that
3: was that was a powerful part of the film. Uh, the The Iranian news agency is reporting you're going to go to Iran and show the film there. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> really? That's what uh, they're no. saying. <laughs> uh, really? Uh, are they saying that or is
2: that Fox News? <laughs> that's, <what's>, uh, <laughs> that's what apparently
3: they're saying. I have no idea if that's true really? or not no. true. No. Uh,
2: no. No. I'm not going to Iran. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Scary. Is that our next boogeyman? <laughs> hey, let's get the war drums going.
3: <laughs> no one's going to fall for it anymore, are they? I don't think so are you satisfied are you happy with the response you've gotten from this film <clears throat>
2: absolutely oh man i'll tell you um it has been incredible and and the letters i'm receiving from people there are so many stories i i would love to share some of them with you i would love to see you guys do some of the, some stories on the on the things I'm hearing and seeing of what people are having to go through with our healthcare system. Would you be willing to do that if I shared
3: some of this with you? Uh, we'd be very happy uh, to. I mean, I we, we would we 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 would lef, love to follow up. This is a critical issue. I've seen the film and I've covered this story for a long time. I was the White House correspondent during the Clinton administration when Hillary Clinton tried to get something going, and I remember what she did. and I remember the aftermath very very uh, uh, very very personally because I was right there watching all of it unfold. And I know what's been tried and failed over these many years. Uh, this is a serious problem that we face in the country. Right. And and I think everyone agrees. The only question is, how do you fix it? You have some ideas. Mayor Giuliani has some different ideas, as we pointed out in part one of, of this interview. Uh, let me just wrap it up with Iraq right now, because you you leveled some serious charges. Uh, and, and Fahrenheit 9-11 was a powerful film as well. Uh, what do you see happening right now? because the country clearly is, has turned dramatically against this war, and they'd like U.S. forces out as quickly as possible.
2: Well, that's what has to happen. We have to bring our troops home. No mother, no father tonight should have to get a knock on the door saying that their son or daughter died for for what? I, I, I just I can't imagine happening, that happening to myself, and I don't want... I don't want that to happen to any parent uh, in this country, and frankly, I would like to see uh, you know, a few of our elected representatives, especially the, the Democrats, who were elected in November to do a job. The American people gave them direct orders, end this war, and they haven't done it. And believe me, that hasn't been lost on, on the average person who has watched the Democrats. That's why your polls show that Congress gets even a lower approval rating than Mr. Bush they are not happy and and the members of congress and the senate had better figure this out because they're not going to find people storming to the polls uh... next november to support them if they feel that they've been they've been deceived and conned by people who said that they would end this war and then didn't do it
3: and on this issue uh, you like al gore as well well al
2: gore is good on so many issues i mean uh, whether it was about the war uh... global warming health care i mean uh... I mean, you know, I'm not endorsing him or anybody else, but I'm just saying that uh, I would like to get the, the debate and the discussion going here. with, with I don't want to see cookie-cutter candidates saying the same thing here uh, and, and being afraid to, 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 to be bold leaders. I mean, what has happened to this country? I mean, Wolf, we used to have leaders like FDR uh, who defeated, the, with our allies, defeated the Nazis and Mussolini in less time, then our commander in chief has been able to secure the road from the airport to downtown Baghdad. I mean, that, that's just that should just disgust everybody. Uh, but we used to have real leaders. Then we had another president who said we're going to put a man on the moon in eight years, and and it happened. Uh, government used to work. Uh, uh, the problem isn't government here. Uh, the problem is that that uh, we've elected people who who appoint heck of a job brownie to fill positions that then ruin it for everyone, and that's what has to change, and I think that's what people are hopeful about
3: at least. Michael Moore's film is called Sicko. Uh, Michael, thanks for sticking around.
2: Uh, Thank you, Wolf, and, and thank you for telling me during the break that you really liked the film.
3: I thought it was a powerful film. Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: things you can do to help support the show but they only take a few seconds leave us a great customer review in the itunes music store dig the show on dig.com and every month you can vote for the best of the left at podcastalley.com. find links to all three of these most important sites on the right hand side at best of podcast.com thanks for your support
7: More congratulations on your film. Thank you, and, and I just want to say that uh, Dr. Gupta
2: phoned in a prescription for me after that uh, <laughs> I'm encounter.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ask for what, uh, but but serious. But Wolf Blitzer's beard looked like it was about to molt during that encounter. You were really ticked off. Did you get? I mean, you got this apocryphal uh, prescription. Did you get an apology for that for that <laughs> CNN report on on the movie that that made you so angry? <laughs> No,
2: and I'm still waiting for it. And frankly, I'm not going to give up until I, I get one. They are the most trusted name in news, as you might have heard. Uh, and so um, uh, they, their report was filled with so many inaccuracies. I have all of the evidence and the facts up on my website. Anybody can go and, and see where they were wrong. And I'm, I'm going to wait. And I, you know what? I believe that they will do the right thing, and they will uh, issue an apology uh, for the mistakes that they made. So uh, it's actually really, to me, a big distraction to talk about uh, all of that. You know. Nitpicking stuff uh, that he was after when we have a much larger issue. I think what really got me going in terms of the other day is that I just I just feel Keith and and and, of course you you talk about this all the time on on your show and your commentaries have been incredible about the war that here we are we're in the fifth year of this thing and 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 I've seen very few media outlets issue an apology for not doing the job that they should have done because and in some ways I feel the media is more responsible for this war than mr. Bush I mean on, on some level you can say you know Bush doesn't know any better but the media does and if the media had done its job uh, and and really demanded the answers uh, from these people uh, the public might not have gotten so Behind it, and 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 we could have prevented it. So there's a complicity involved here uh, with our with our media, and, and I, I I I'm still after all these years with the war still going on, still very upset about the fact that we've lost so many lives, and and and
7: people simply won't take responsibility for their actions. Uh, agreed, and we pointed out here before we we all suspended our disbelief, and a lot of us did it for very patriotic reasons. But there was a point at which I have to stop and say, wait a minute, this is this is literally that emperor's new clothes story. It's being reenacted for us, and. In so many areas in the war, and as you point out in this entire debate over over health care, and you just used a great phrase here, that that we seem to be distracted by by nitpicking. This is the way things like should there be a war, should there be a Department of Homeland Security, should there be universal health care? These are the way these things get get sidetracked, isn't it? Right,
2: yeah, we talk about all this stuff that's not, well, it's, it's. listen, i got to hand it to the health insurance industry and the pharmaceutical industry. They do a great job of getting us sidetracked. They spend billions of dollars on PR every year, and uh, believe me, if, uh, as the next movement now begins to get universal health care in this country, you, you can bet uh, that they're going to throw everything they can at this, but I think it's a little bit too late for them because in the 14 years since Mrs. Clinton tried to do something about this, uh, 14 years of of people suffering through a very broken system, people losing loved ones as a result of not having insurance. Uh, the number one cause of bankruptcies now in the country is due to medical bills. Uh, do you realize that nobody in Canada or Britain or France or any of the other 24 top 25 industrialized countries, nobody ever goes bankrupt because of medical bills? Nobody ever loses their home? Uh no one is ever denied because of a pre-existing condition and on and on and on uh... we've got something uh... very wrong and very immoral about our
7: system and i'm i'm hoping that it's going to change how does that happen if of all the presidential candidates only congressman kucinich is flat out for a non-profit single-payer system how do you get it done politically
2: Uh, It's only going to happen when the people demand it. I mean, the people are going to have to demand that these candidates, and I'm specifically referring to the Democratic candidates, uh, uh, demand that they come up with specific proposals that are are essentially at their core, uh, single-payer, government-run, and free for all Americans removing private insurance uh, uh, as the middleman uh, we lose literally hundreds of billions of dollars every year because of all the administrative costs the red tape uh, uh, the profit that the companies have to make uh, that's why our our whole system is so expensive why it costs so much, and we could do this a, a heck of a lot cheaper, uh, and it would cover everyone. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's I don't, I can't speak for the Democratic candidates. I wish their their plans were better. Uh, they they're all sort of in the right path, but they don't. They're afraid to take that big leap and just say private insurance has to go. No doctor should have to have to call an insurance man to ask for permission to treat a patient that's sitting right there in the doctor's uh, office it it just makes no sense
7: let me let me switch you back we we sort of started on on this at the beginning of the interview and i want to end the interview here the 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 war do you have a response to the president's claim today that the that the surge has been at least halfway successful so far well you, you got a
2: you got a halfway president there i mean i just i i the whole nation is totally befuddled by this individual. He's become a non-partisan, bipartisan issue. Uh, Republicans and Democrats and Independents all together are sick and tired of the job he's doing, and they want this war to end. And I'm hoping the Democratic Congress hears that message. They were given the message last November. They haven't uh, uh, followed through on what they were told to do by the people of the United States of America. So I'm I'm I really hope that the Democrats uh, can find their spine and, and do what needs to be done
7: here. Do you think it's fear on the part of the Democrats, or do they they're not aware of the power that they have?
2: They're not aware of the power they have, and it is fear. Absolutely. That's exactly what it is. And and you know what? The only way they're going to understand it is if people write their members of Congress, call them, go and visit their local offices, make your voices heard. Uh, It has a powerful impact on them. But somehow, they're just not getting the message right now, and uh, I guess it's up to us to give them that message and and tell them uh, that they're going to have a hard time uh, uh, getting elected next time. Not that people are going to switch their votes to the Republicans, but they're going to press the vote, and uh, uh, people just simply aren't going to show up uh, next November because they're going to be so disappointed with what the Democrats have done.
7: The new movie is Sicko. Its maker is Michael Moore. Great luck uh, with the latest project, and uh, great thanks for your time tonight, sir.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on here, and thanks for the great show you have. Thank you, sir.
5: No, the, there's no love lost between me and CNN. They are worse than the New York Times because I cannot line my birdcage with tapes of the Situation Room. <laughs> I've tried. It's not absorbent. But I recently discovered in my disdain for CNN, I have a strange bedfellow, Michael Moore, who for the past week has gone toe-to-toe with CNN over the facts of his new healthcare documentary, Sicko. You see, CNN correspondent Dr. Sanjay Gupta filed a report called a sicko reality check in which he claimed Moore misrepresented the facts. Moore asserts that the American healthcare system spends $7,000 per person on health, whereas Cuba spends $25 per person. Not true. Ouch. Nothing hurts box office like a thumbs down from Gupta. Of course. He is a doctor, so you really don't want a thumbs up. <laughs> anyway, it all came to a head a few days later when Moore met Sanjay Mano Agupta in what I call the Thunderdome, but some call Larry King Live.
2: They've known now since June 28th that okay. all their facts are wrong. All right, now I hold it right the there. I have the email right here. Okay, all right. I, it I believe is, right Hold here. on a second.
5: I'm sure you saying,
4: hold on, Mike. Hold on, hold on. Hold it.
5: Hold on. HOLD IT! Someone explain what email is to Larry King. It frightens him. He thinks he's making a kinescope. Anyway, Moore demanded an apology. Well, look at this statement from CNN. In our original report, we made one mistake. Woo! CNN admits it is a web of lies. Now, I'm no fan of Michael Moore. Fahrenheit and 9-11 demoralized our troops roger and me destroyed the auto industry he is a mendacious muckraking loudmouth bully who pulls cheap stunts to publicly humiliate our country and he is a terrible dresser <laughs> joining me now is filmmaker michael moore thank you so much Have a seat. Thank you. thank you, thank you, save some of the applause for the guest, now, it's no secret, I'm no fan, okay, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and you really kicked CNN in the blitzer on this one, how did it feel to take them down? Good. Feel
2: really good? Really good, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, well, because they're not used to anybody standing up to them,
5: Mm-mm. and, uh, No, they've got a so... stranglehold on that tiny slice of cable.
2: Uh, right, well, they and, and you. Are, yeah.
5: So <laughs> don't sell yourself short here. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you, you are not exactly um, uh, a fan of America's healthcare system. That's what I understand. I haven't seen the movie and I don't plan to. But um, That's good, yeah. stay ignorant. Okay, okay. Yes. Now, uh, but why not? Is it because it's a free market system? Is that a problem for you?
2: Uh, yes. That's exactly the problem. Uh, profit should have no business uh, in our healthcare system. But
5: that's why it's called the medical business. You yeah. go to the doctor shop. <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: <laughs> right. And the doctor, before the doctor can treat you, has to call an insurance man sitting in a cubicle a thousand miles away and ask for permission as to whether or not he can help you. That's a crazy
5: system. You know, what, and, speaking w- and of a thousand to... miles away, I'm not that comfortable in this close to you. Um... <laughs> Jimmy, can, can we put him uh, via satellite instead? <laughs> Great. All right. Um, Where am I? <laughs> you're in Flint, Michigan. Oh, okay. You're in Flint, Michigan right now. Actually, that's not far enough away. Can we get him further? Okay, that's better. That's better. Flint, Brazil. Flint, yeah. Brazil. That's better. <laughs> but now, now, you said this. You said this. Uh, you said this when you were on with Blitzer. You said, that report was so biased, I can't imagine what pharmaceutical companies' ads are coming up right after our break here. What, what's wrong with that? Should pharmaceutical companies not advertise? Do we not get to know what's gonna cure our restless leg syndrome? <laughs> <It's>, I, I <laughs> what's I, wrong with ads, no, man?
2: I, I, I'm sorry, when, when you said restless leg, I was thinking back to your endorsement of the penis uh, enlargement. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> very restless.
5: <Yes. laughs> it would be a very restless Wandering, leg. a wandering right. leg. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, why, so why, why can't we? This is a, this is a free market economy. Yes. Why can't they advertise on CNN? What's so bad about that?
2: Uh, well, they can. I just want people to realize that that, uh, that network, like most of the news, not just CNN, but all the broadcast news, there's a, a drug ad, every other ad, uh, every night, telling their story, pushing their product. And so they're funded by these people, and they don't dare go against uh... what they want to have happen and so i come along with my film and for a couple of hours i'm saying here's the other side uh... of the story that you're not being told on the nightly
5: news but uh, a pharmaceutical company pays for the time of the nightly news okay yes. they get to own that time they own yes. blitzers ass yes. for that period of time that is correct i am proudly owned by my sponsors yes i will never say one thing against the pasta pro pasta strainer
2: Right and and that's why you'll have a long and successful career
5: good <laughs>
2: so, so your point is <laughs>
5: that I have a healthy relationship with my sponsors yes and... and that's how TV works yeah in other words it's not really about telling the truth no we are selling okay. things <laughs> you know, why didn't
2: I get that memo
5: I don't know, because you make films. Oh, that's it. Maybe that's okay. it. No, but you, you want to see everybody have health care, right? Absolutely. Every, okay, so every there are American. Like 40, 45 million Americans don't have health care. Right? They don't right. have health insurance. That's right. But you're not going to make 45 million more doctors. The waiting rooms are going to be crammed with these people. How many hours of Highlights magazine am I supposed to read? <laughs> right. Uh, that, uh, that,
2: that's why uh, we don't have maybe as long of a wait that you have in other countries because we've removed 45 million people from the line. And mm-hmm. so those who have health care sometimes
5: get in before well, those who don't. I but think the people who have health care in America are just what I call premium citizens. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. okay. Kind of gold card. Exactly. You platinum. got health care, right? Yeah, yeah. I got well, great health care. We're union members. Yeah, we're both premium members. Right. There you go. Wow, that is a yeah. long handshake. Yeah. <laughs> all the way from <laughs> Brazil. That, huh? Thank you that? so much. Well, that's the one long reach of your show. One premium member to another. You went to Cuba, right? Uh, Yes, sir. That's illegal. Put him in jail, Jimmy. (laughs) Michael Moore, everybody. We'll be right back.
0: I just wanted to take a second here at the end of the show to thank Jay for creating this wonderful and much needed resource and for everything he's shared with us and put into the show since its inception, which no doubt has been hundreds of hours of his own time and talent. So Jay, on behalf of me and everyone at the Best of the Left community, a huge thank you Hopefully everyone here has checked out Jay's new show called World on Fire Podcast. If you haven't, go to worldonfirepodcast.org and check it out, subscribe, spread the word. As for Best of the Left Podcast, I don't plan on changing much of anything except for trying to get the shows out on a more regular and frequent basis. That's the goal, at least. Also, uh, we may try to open up the shows to multiple topics rather than just one topic per show. That's something that was suggested in the forums, so we'll probably give that a try and see how it goes. Other than those two things, it's going to be the same great podcast, so stay tuned. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back hopefully in about a week with another show for you guys. Till then... Peace, love, and in the words of John Ashcroft. Let the eagle soar
1: like she's never soared before from rocky coast to golden shore.